Every day, we rise, challenging ourselves to work for what we believe in. At U.S. Border Patrol, protecting our borders is more than a job. It's a calling. Agents answer the call, working together to keep our country and communities safe. If you are ready for a new mission, join U.S. Border Patrol and go beyond. Learn more at cbp.gov slash careers. Blog Talk Radio. Hello and welcome to Coach Cafe Radio, the self-empowerment place to meet where you get your weekly cup of inspiration on Blog Talk Radio. And today is Monday, March 5th. And here in the Coach Cafe, I offer you enlightened conversations about what matters most. I offer you interviews with top self-empowerment coaches, experts, and authors. I share with you proven and effective life coaching tools, techniques, and processes to help you to live your best life. And I am definitely spreading the word that life coaching changes lives. I am your host, Certified Master Life Coach Kathleen Martin, also known as your Balanced Life Coach, coming to you live from the beautiful Hamptons, New York, as I do each week. And I invite you to join in on my enlightened conversation by calling 646-649-1015. That's 646-649-1015. And you do have to press the number 1 so that I see that you're waiting in my queue with your questions and comments, and you can also post them in the chat room, which will be open here in, on Blog Talk Radio. <clears throat> and I also want to send out a very big thank you to all of my followers, and if you do like what you hear, I would love it if you would just follow me here on Blog Talk Radio on the homepage under that banner, and of course on social media, which is Coach Cafe Radio on both Facebook and Twitter. And you can also visit CoachCafeRadio.com, I am very eclectic here. I am loaded up with seven years' worth of enlightened conversations from health, wealth, relationships, sex, and career to the law of attraction, energy, psychology, angels, and more. So you can go there, leave your contact information, and I will keep in touch with you, let you know what's coming up next in the Coach Cafe, and you can listen back to any of our archive shows. And today the name of my show is Dating After Loss, Divorce, or Breakup with Carol Brody Fleet. Uh, if you are listening to the Coach Cafe, you have had the pleasure of meeting Carol Brody Fleet because we really uh, love to get together <laughs> and talk about what's really, really important. And these topics are really important to sit down and have that conversation in the Coach Cafe because I know it will help you to live your best life. And uh, look back in the archives. You're going to see many shows with Carol Brody Fleet. I was thinking about when we first got together and how it's evolved to more frequent conversations. Lucky me. And, um, and, and you for hearing what Carol has to share. So let me just give you a bit of her bio. Carol Brody Fleet is the multi-award winning author of the number one ranked new release in its genre, When Bad Things Happen to Good Women. She's also the author of Happily Even After, the winner of the prestigious books 
for a Better Life Award, as well as the critically praised national bestseller, Widows Wear Stilettos. A veteran of over 1,000 radio show appearances, Carol makes numerous guest appearances on television and radio programs in the United States and Canada, and is a featured expert in national and international print and web media. Widely recognized as a leader and expert in grief, loss, and adversity, recovery, Carol Brody Fleet is also a contributor to the iconic Chicken Soup for the Soul book series and a top contributor to the Huffington Post and ThirdAge.com. And Carol's new book, Loss is a Four-Letter Word, will be out in the fall of 2018, and you can find out more about Carol at carolfleetspeaker.com and widowswearstilettos.com. So thank you again, Carol. Thank you for having me back once again. Yes, I love this is becoming such a um, a common experience in the Coach Cafe, and I love it because I, you know, I, with the Coach Cafe, I kind of uh, envisioned it to be, you know, you're in the cafe and you're 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 sitting and you're chatting. You can picture a really awesome cafe, right? Where it's, you know, the feeling that you get in cafes. And absolutely, that's what it's all about. And it's and you you know you're sitting there and you're drinking your favorite whatever your latte and but we're really talking about what's important and this topic is so important dating after loss divorce and breakup how many millions of people today are dealing with that particular uh, experience without a lot of real substance that you're going to share with us Carol right so um, exactly let's get right into exactly. it exactly um well no matter where you're coming from whether you're in a place of loss uh where the, you've you've lost your spouse or your significant other or you've endured a divorce or a breakup and you know let's let's talk about the latter the the breakup people mm. tend to trivialize a breakup because you know you weren't married so you know just you're on to the next but there is trauma involved there. There is a life that needs to be reassessed and because you've just now lost the person you were sharing that life with. So, you know, all of these things have different perspectives, obviously. But the one common denominator is how do I even get back out there? Where do I even mm. start? How, what does that look like? What do I look like? It's difficult. And, you know, another another interesting component, because I have had this perspective, is the age that you are, the chronological age that you are, because dating in your 40s and 50s isn't quite the same as it was in your 20s and 30s. <laughs> so so there there's a lot to unpack, because it is predominantly the widowed community that I serve. Dating after widowhood is a huge hot-button issue in the community because there are so many there's so many aspects, there's so many components. There's too, there's too many outside influences, and, and we'll touch on that too. But mm. uh, because, because that is the community that I, I spend uh, most of my time serving, and that's where I come from, I can tell you that, yes, there are millions of people who are faced with this whole dating conundrum every day, but coming from a place of loss, it it really puts a whole new – frustrating, interesting, scary perspective 
on dating again that people don't even stop and think about. I certainly didn't. Uh, when, exactly. when, uh, when I was widowed, when I was widowed. And, um, you know, the before, and people rarely do this, but before you even start to think about dating again, no matter what your, what circumstances led you to this place, the, before you invite someone into your dynamic, <laughs> you need to look at you first. You need to look at you. Um, you may have seen this, Kathleen, but there, I, I have um, actually devised 10 ways to tell that you're even ready to date again because you might not be ready and you might not know that you're not ready and not being ready there's nothing wrong with that not knowing that you're not ready there's something wrong with that so um, I I actually created 10 ways to honestly determine if you're ready to even think about dating again because if you're not right with you if you're not ready with you, then inviting another person into your personal paradigm, it, it's not the right time yet. And the key mm-hmm, word there is mm-hmm. yet. You know, what isn't mm-hmm. right today doesn't mean it's going to be the same next week. But, uh, you know, when, when I was uh, widowed, I made a very conscious decision to not even think about dating or any, any other person for at least the first year. And it actually wound up to be about two years before I started dating again because I needed time. I needed time to recover, obviously, from the death of my beloved husband. I needed Mm -hmm. time to get my own health back physically and emotionally. I needed time to uh, rebuild my business, which obviously had suffered because I was caring for my husband. And uh, last but certainly the most important, I also needed to help a then 11-year-old daughter with her right. grief and help mm-hmm. her find her new life and, and figure out what we were going to be together going forward into this new world of ours. So I knew that that was not the time to to throw dating into that mix. There was too much else going on. Unfortunately, not a lot of people stop and take that moment and say, I'm going to take this time. And don't put a time limit on it. I do what was right for me, but I'm going to take this time to figure some, some stuff out. I'm going to take some time to pay attention to me without another person informing or couching or influencing or or even you know having to account to somebody else so when we don't take that time when we rush to fill a hole when we can't Mm -hmm. stand being alone we tend to make some unfortunate decisions I've, i've seen it happen over and over again and the results are not good so before we even start thinking about dating Let's first start with dating readiness. How do you know that you're ready to date again? And I've got some suggestions to help you figure that out. Excellent. Would you like would you like to hear some? (laughs) Yes, yes, and I was you know, this is so important to listen to and take very seriously because really taking this time that and with what you're gonna share will save you heartache and heartbreak, and that is so important, to honor that heart, right? 
Exactly. And if you don't, and I, unfortunately I've, I've seen the results of that too, mm-hmm. the, the number of letters that I've gotten you know, I'm engaged to this person, and they're the wrong person for me, and I and I jump too soon, and or I'm married to mm. them now, and I, wow. that you you don't want to see that, oh. you know, and uh, and the first question I would always ask is, okay, when did you invite this person into your life, and why did you invite this person into your life? Because and you know, it's Good one of the question. first things I yeah. think I it's one of the first things I ever wrote was. As human beings, we don't like holes in our life. We don't like potholes. We don't like holes in our teeth. We don't like runs in our pantyhose. We <laughs> don't like true. holes. We don't like them. We hurry, up to, we, we, we hurry up and we rush to fill the hole. Well, when you lose a relationship, no matter how that relationship mm. is lost, there's a hole. There's a hole mm. in your daily routine. There's a hole in your house. There's a hole in your heart. And what do we do? We rush to fill it. Well, unfortunately... You might be plugging that hole with the wrong plug, mm-hmm. and I mean that, mm-hmm. that's a that's a very simple way of putting it, but I can't think of a better analogy. So, that was okay, excellent. how how do we figure out if we're even ready to date? And I won't go through all ten because I realize that this is not a two-hour show, and I have <laughs> listeners. I begged Kathleen to make this a two-hour show. She won't do it. Um, but let's go. Let's go through some of the most important of the of the ten ways. The first thing that I think is most important is: Have you reclaimed yourself? What does that oh, mean? That's so good. Immediate, yeah. Immediately after a death, or after a breakup, or a divorce. At the height of grief or at the height of emotion or at the or what may very well be the worst time of your life is not the time to start dating. It is not the time to introduce a new person into your heart. You have to first recover from that which you have been through, and you can't hurry that up. You have to take time, and you have to take patience with yourself to first recover from the trauma that you've experienced. And even if you were the one who filed the divorce, for divorce, even if you were the one who initiated the breakup, yes. you have still suffered a trauma. And you have to recover from that. And then you need to begin to get to know who you are as a person on your own. It's vital. You need to start, you need to start there. Who am I now today? And you can't find, figure that out in 24 hours. And you can't figure mm-hmm. that out by revenge dating. You mm-hmm. you have oh to fig- you have to figure out who you are. Um, the next way of uh, determining readiness is the realization that you're not guilty. You are not guilty. I don't care what the circumstances are. You are not mm-hmm. guilty. When when you've been functioning as one half of a, of a couple, you get conditioned to thinking yourself as one half of something. And now all of a sudden you're no longer one half of the two of you, but your emotional mindset is still in that place. You're still in that one half of a couple place. So when you find yourself attracted to somebody or you make a decision to start dating again, you feel guilty, like you're cheating on your a late spouse or an ex-spouse or your children or your country or, or all of the above. <laughs> guilt is, it's, it, well, guilt is a very emotional, it's a normal emotion oh, yeah. to, to mm. encounter during the healing process. And it can absolutely be magnified if there are energy drainers in your orbit that are making you feel guilty or that mm. you're allowing to make mm. you feel guilty. Um, that guilt can also hold you back 
from being able to date in a healthy way. When you realize and accept and truly embrace that you've got no reason to feel guilty about dating or seeking companionship and widows, listen to that. You're not cheating mm-hmm. on your late husband or, or wife. You're not cheating on your in-laws. You're not cheating on anybody. The words in the wedding vows, for the most part, are until death do you part. There is no mm-hmm. reason to feel guilty. And that's a, a hugely vital step toward dating readiness, is understanding that this is normal, it is natural, and it is wonderful to at least entertain the prospect of companionship again in your life. There's nothing to feel guilty about. Um, Here's another one, and this goes across all three categories, loss, divorce, breakup. The absence of anger. Are you Mm. angry? Are you angry? It's totally normal to feel angry at whatever circumstances cause you to be standing on your own again, whatever they are. You can be angry at the universe if you lost your spouse. I was. I was I was angry mm-hmm. even before Mike passed away uh, mm-hmm. at what had happened to us. Uh, absolutely, anger is okay. If you are still if you are staying in the angry or in the bitter to the point that mm. you aren't able to move forward with your life, and you're going to be taking out that anger on the people around you, and you will come across as an angry person, that's not dating readiness. You have to mm-hmm. resolve the anger, and there's a lot of ways to do that, a lot of healthy ways to do that, and whether it is talking to uh, a therapist, your doctor, a cleric, whether it is seeking out healthy ways like meditation, yoga, working out to heavy metal music, which is my choice, um, <laughs> whatever it is that's going to help you reconcile yeah. anger you got to do that because, you know, your date's going to walk in and you're going to bark at them because they're not like your uh, your previous relationship mm. was. Mm, so are you, are you angry? Do, I mean, don't you agree? Don't you think that anger plays oh, a, yes. a, a destructive role in our relationships? Oh, for sure, yeah. Yeah. Misplaced so, anger, yeah. Yeah, that's right. And you don't know that it's misplaced. You're just mad. That's all you know. Yeah. So it so let's let's get past the anger of the situation. Um here's another uh hot button uh dating readiness issue and we see this certainly in the widow community. The ability to leave the ghost of relationship past where it belongs. Mm. Um we tend to if we had a wonderful relationship and that relationship ended, you know, be, because of loss. We tend to have selective amnesia. If we, and you know what, selective amnesia is not bad. If we didn't have selective amnesia, every woman in the world would have one child, and that's it, because we remember labor. <laughs> but that's right, exactly. But you know, many women have more than one child because we tend to forget what labor was like or what recovering from a cesarean was like. And we know Mm. that the benefits of that pain certainly outweigh the pain itself. Well, that same selective amnesia can certainly be applied to late spouses because after they pass away, they apparently never did anything wrong. They never did anything wrong. And, And, you know, and that's okay to a point. But the problem is that we tend to walk around with imaginary yardstick 
and we hold that yardstick up against people who have no prayer of measuring up to the ghost of relationship past. And that's not fair because nobody Mm. was perfect. It's unfair to start sentences with, well, Joe always used to do this or, you know, Jane never did that because nobody always does something right or never did anything wrong. That's (laughs) not true. Everybody deserves to be judged on their own merits with what they bring to the table. You can't compare somebody to the person or people in your past. It's not fair. It's just like I wouldn't want my husband, I, for listeners who don't know, I remarried uh, about nine years after I was widowed. I wouldn't want my husband opening a fashion magazine to some six-foot-tall, willowy <laughs> brunette and saying, well, Carol, why aren't you like her? Because, uh-huh. well, I'd hit him with something hard. But besides that, <laughs> um, because I am short and blonde, um, I want to be judged for who I am. Um, yes, you are. Um, I want to be judged for who I am. I want to be judged on my merits and my flaws and my my pluses and my minuses. And the same thing it applies mm-hmm. here. So ask yourself, can I leave the ghost of relationship past where it belongs. Now, that does not mean forget your past. We've had that discussion Mm -hmm. too, Kathleen, and and people know that I feel very strongly about bringing your past, your memories, and your experiences with you into your new life, but you cannot judge and measure somebody against it because nobody can measure up to a ghost. It's not possible. And again, a ghost doesn't have to be a person. It can also be of a relationship that you perceive as having been perfection. And maybe in your sphere it was. But that relationship, for whatever reasons, is not here today. So are you going to give someone else a fair chance? That, that's what you have to ask yourself. Mm-hmm. Um, the next very important thing, and for, for me it was paramount, was are you happy on your own? by yourself, without Mm -hmm. the necessity of the presence of another person. That means a contentment to be in your home by yourself, with or without children, and having a life that is your own. And that does not count children's activities and children's hobbies and children's sports and children's stuff that you're running children to, because that's very easy to distract Mm -hmm. yourself from you. Do you have your own career or your own hobbies, your own pursuits, your own set of friends that you you play sports or you hang out or you, you dine? When you're content with yourself and by yourself, you're genuinely ready to begin thinking about dating again because you're not just plugging up that hole that we're talking about. You know, I, I always say that when I met Dave um, – he became a complement to my life. He did not complete my life. My life was complete when I met him, and that was why I was ready to meet him and to eventually right. commit to him. Is because my right. life in and of itself was complete. You know, I, I, I've got the most amazing career because I get to be in service to other people. So mm-hmm. that's wonderful. Mm-hmm. I was content mm-hmm. in my house whether or not my daughter was here. And, of course, the older they get, the less they're here. That's how it's supposed to be. Mm-hmm. I have my, my own set of friends and my own things that I like to do and places that I like to go. So when Dave and I met, he was just a great, big, beautiful British bonus 
Boy, that was a lot of alliteration. <laughs> he was a bonus, but he was not, you know, uh, a, a somebody to plug up a hole. And that, I think, is a huge, a huge mm-hmm. determination of dating ready, readiness. And a companion to that is, can you go out by yourself and have fun? Mm. And a whole bunch of women just vaporized. As soon as I ask <laughs> women, like, well, when, I, when I'm, when I'm doing a, an in-person appearance, and I'll say, have you ever been out for a meal by yourself? And you can see them just, like, yes. leave the room in their eyes. Wow. They are just like, yeah. what? Are you kidding? Um, you know, and, and I'm not going to – I don't want to trivialize this. It is scary because we travel in packs or in pairs. That's what we do. Um, and And it is fun, but – when I realized, and it was, I guess, about six months after Mike passed away, and I thought, you know, one of the things I love to do is going to comedy clubs and watching stand-up comedy. And I hadn't been because I didn't have anyone to go with. So finally I, you know, I screwed up my courage, and I went to a comedy club by myself. And I had a really great time. I laughed. Of course, when you, when you go out, on your own as a woman, the staff of the restaurant or the club, they can't do enough for you. And I had a wonderful time. And that's when you realize that, hey, I can have fun with, my, with myself. I can be content and, and do the things that I love to do. It's not, it's not a necessity. It's not a requirement for me to right. have someone to go with in order to just go. Because again, this is a companion to being happy on your on your own. Yeah. When you do when you do meet somebody that you want to spend time with, it'll be for all the right reasons. It'll be for the right yes. reasons. Yes. Um, how am I doing? Do we need to take a break? Because you know, once I get on a roll. No, keep going, Carolyn. I'll tell okay. You, it's just so awesome to listen to this. And what I'm thinking, just before you, you keep going, um, we have like another ten minutes that. Wow, if you're hearing this before any of this stuff goes on in your life, you have such a benefit of really taking in this kind of information, um, um, you know, before even some of these things may happen in your life. So you will have heard it and put it in a place where for future reference, right? Just for future reference. I love exactly, it. Exactly, because, do you know, when I, when I give uh, – when I do personal appearances and I teach uh, workshops about dating, and we always go through these ten things mm. and uh, to help people determine their dating ready- readiness. And the first mm-hmm. thing I always ask the audience is, you know, raise your hand if, um, you know, I'm right. so excited to be here and I'm ready to jump in with both feet, raise your hand. And you get a few hands. And then the second right. one is, okay, I don't know if I'm ready or not, but I'm at least ready to start learning about it and figuring it out, get some more information. That's the majority of the people who raise their hands. And then the third category is, I got no idea what I'm doing here. I'm scared to pieces. I came here because I promised my kids or my, you know, my family or my friends or, and I'm just, I I don't have any idea what I'm doing here. And then everybody laughs and you get a smattering of hands there. But most of the people who are listening to something like this, they are, maybe not ready to go out tomorrow, but they're interested in at least finding out more about what it looks like and, and what it takes. Um, so, mm-hmm. so let's go on to a couple of other things. Yes. Um, 
are you, and you have to be, again, if you don't answer these questions honestly within yourself, it's not going to work. You have to be honest. There mm-hmm. aren't, there's no right mm-hmm. or wrong, but there's honest and dishonest. So are you emotionally available? So, mm-hmm. and this has, this boils down to basically two things. First, the amount of time that you've spent recovering from your last relationship. You know, has it been two days? Has it been a week? Yes. Or has, has, have, you, have, you t- have you taken time to really pursue your healing? And the other thing is your willingness to make yourself emotionally available because, believe it or not, you've got some control there. One of my favorite stories that I love to tell is, and this is uh, many years ago now, I once dated a, I dated a man once, literally once, um, mm-hmm. who had not recovered from a breakup mm. in high school 30 years oh earlier. Right. And right. that's pretty much all I heard about for the whole evening. Oh, my and, goodness. But he'd made a decision, a conscious decision, not to make himself emotionally available because he had one prior bad experience in the late 70s. Oh and to goodness, me, right? well, I couldn't figure out what he was doing out on a date anyway. I certainly mm. couldn't figure out what I was doing there. And, um, <laughs> you know, you need to examine yourself and ask if you are willing to make yourself emotionally available to somebody else. And if you don't feel quite ready yet, take some more time. That's okay. Don't take 30 years, though. Please don't take 30 mm. years. Mm-hmm. But um, but take some time off. It's okay. Um Another uh, way to determine your dating readiness is analysis paralysis. That's my my favorite uh, term. Are mm-hmm. you are you analyzing things to a fairly well? Some some of these things can include fear, and fear encompasses a lot of things. The fear of experiencing another loss, the fear of getting yeah. hurt again. If you were broken sure. up with, or if somebody if somebody filed divorce papers on you, uh, the fear of intimacy, the fear of of the last ten pounds. You ever notice it's always ten pounds? All of us want to lose ten <laughs> yes. pounds. That yes. is going to solve all the world's problems if we just lost ten yes. pounds. That's the fear. Um, you need to isolate and identify and address your fear. And again, be honest. What are you afraid of? Just mm-hmm. once you identify the fear, then you can fight it. Even if, you know, I remember the, the day that Mike was diagnosed with ALS, and it took a year to get mm-hmm. to that diagnosis, it was the worst possible news that anybody can get. There, there, mm-hmm. it, doesn't, it doesn't get any worse. But when the fear was identified, at least we knew we right. could fight. At least we knew what it was, and we could address the fear. And listeners, that's what I'm telling you to do now. Identify what it is that you're afraid of. And P.S., right. nobody cares about right. the last 10 pounds. So don't use right. that. Cross that off your list, okay? Now, what is it that you're afraid of, and how are you going to fight back? Because you cannot let fear rule your life. It will hold you back from everything wonderful mm-hmm. if you let fear yeah. take over your core. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. really, the, and the, the last thing is you're going to know. When you're ready, you will know. This is a wonderful analogy. I've used this analogy since I was a teenager. To me, the whole process of going back into the dating world, regardless of your age, it's, it's, it's like having a bruise. Have you ever had a really terrible bruise, 
on your arm, on your mm-hmm. leg, on your hip, really bad bruise. When you see that bruise, what's the first thing that you do when you have a bruise? You push on it. We know it's going to hurt, but we push on the bruise. That's so true. That's, and, so that's what true. we do. You're always pushing on that spot. And even if it's a really nasty bruise, sometimes the skin will clear itself. It'll be all cleared up. But when you push on that, that spot, it still hurts. Now, mm-hmm. when you have lost a prior relationship, be it death, divorce, or breakup, there's a bruise on your heart mm-hmm. as That's you recover so from true. this loss. And when, yeah. as you do with a physical bruise, push on that spot in your heart periodically. And if it's too mm. painful, quit pushing. Quit mm-hmm. pushing on the bruise. It means you're not ready yet. And P.S., <sighs> don't let anyone else push on that bruise either. Well, Kathleen, you know it's been this amount of time. Why aren't you dating again? You should be dating again. You need <laughs> yes, to get out there. Right. You need to. You, when you fall off a horse, you get back on it. No, I don't. Because when I fell off the horse, I broke my arm, and it hurts. So I'm not going to mm-hmm. get back on that horse until I'm ready and not one minute before. And you know what? You're going to mm. know when it's right. I, I mentally had given myself a year to do all the things I said at the top of the show. And at the end of that year, I still wasn't ready. I was still recovering. Right, I was right, still sure. finding my feet. Um, and I was, to be honest with you, I was enjoying how far we had come in that year, mm. Kendall and I, in our recovery wow. and in rebuilding business. And I wasn't wanting to start dating and and start thinking in those terms. So I just kind of let things unfold organically. So uh, really, even when you kind of set yourself a mental parameter, that's not absolute. Mm-hmm. It's not carved in stone. Right, right. You know, so um, when you're ready, you'll know. And if you're not ready, you're going to know that too. And it mm-hmm. all comes back down to the very first thing I said, reclaiming yourself, listening to you. If you have to, uh, I yeah. love to make lists, and I make lists with a pen and paper, not on my computer. What do I want? Who am I mm. now? What am right. I looking for for me that doesn't have to do with another person? And exactly. that is how you determine dating readiness. And that is... When you when you put all these factors together, your choices are going to become much more logical. They're going to be made for the right reasons. Now, does that mean you're going to go through all these things and go out and you're never going to date a loser? No. <laughs> <laughs> you can do all the right things. Unfortunately not. <laughs> no, no. This is not an inoculation against idiots. <laughs> I wish I had that, people. I wish I do. Could have saved me a lot of time. Well, it's true. I would have saved a lot of time and energy and makeup. I had that kind of inoculation. I can't make that guarantee. But, you know, we, 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 have to, we do have to kiss a few frogs before yeah, we find the prince or princess. Yeah. We, we, we have yeah. to. There's a more R-rated version of that that I'll tell you when we're off the air. Because, but if you, in fact, um, one one other story that I love to tell is I had an absolutely disastrous date on which I spent three torturous hours, and I came home and I was so mad and I I was never oh. going to date again and I threw my shoes across the room and I almost hit a cat oh who was looking at me like what did I do and. 
you know, and <laughs> Kendall came downstairs and said, uh, so, what's up? And I said, I'm yeah. done. That's it. I'm not doing this anymore. And she said, you know, if you quit dating just because of a few losers, the losers win. What are you mm-hmm. going to do? I mean, that that's just stupid. So, And I wish I could mm-hmm. tell you at that point that I never met another loser again. Not oh. so much. But, it, but a year and a half <laughs> later, a year and a half after, Hi. I met Dave. And if I had... If I hadn't listened to Kendall, and, oh, and she was about That's six, in, in, in the wisdom of her 16 years at that time. Wow. And wow. if Fantastic. I hadn't listened to her, and I did let the losers determine my destiny, You're what right. would have happened? Exactly. So you, you can't get mm. discouraged either. You, you can't mm-hmm. get discouraged. So uh, we need to do another show just about uh, dating yes. horror stories. That would be fun. <laughs> that would be great, though, because, you know, everybody needs to hear this and, and give them the confidence and the, the knowing that this is part of the process. And when you have people like Carol by your side, and please go to her website again, uh, Carol, uh, I'm sorry, Carol, can you repeat that, that website? It's carolfleetspeaker.com. Right. And and then widowswearstilettos.com. And widowswearstilettos. And get her books because, as you can hear, Carol is filled with wisdom. And this is the real uh, kind of, um, oh, that wisdom that you really need to hear at these very tender, very raw times in your life so that you can get back into that balanced state of being to be able to lift your head up and and start all over again, right, when it comes to things like, loss and divorce and breakup. And boy, it it is remarkable to me that we go through what we do go through, being alive at all, with these kind of experiences. So, so much great appreciation to you again, Carol, for, for broaching this topic and what you shared was just golden. And if people wanted to read what you were sharing, the 10 steps, is there a place for them to go for that? You know what? I know that it is in one of the books, but I've got I've got well now four books on the ground. I can't remember off the top of my head which one <laughs> it's in. Um but I we I have been entertaining the thought of posting that on one of the websites. That's so a good you, idea. That's a that, Yeah, you, you could look for that. It's just so good. Good, good. And if you do happen to come across it and you shoot me an email, I'll put it out on my social media because to lead them to the book because you really these are like these are, are your, like, they're going to be your um, companions in recovery to have exactly. a book in your I hand so. like this and, and then to go to the websites and, and, and reach out and on Facebook, your wonderful Facebook page and, and, and your Twitter and I follow and I, I read and I see what you're sharing. It's, it is really, really wonderful Thank to have you. a healing uh, partner in your life and uh, highly, highly recommend everyone if you're listening, please definitely go visit Carol at, at her sites and on her social media and get her books and um, and listen back listen back more than once and please share it because I know you know one or two people who could probably use what Carol shared tonight and uh, and her previous shows. We had you know, with our Valentine's Day show and our wonderful holiday show, Surviving Holidays, 
after loss, and now our April show, which is coming up, which is going to be the inalienable right to grieve. Who is entitled to the grieving process that's going to come up the first Monday in April? So we have this ongoing theme here that I'm telling you has helped me tremendously. I shared at one point, Carol, that, you know, I went through a a, uh, family uh, loss, and because I had had the conversations in the Coach Cafe with you, I was I, I already had available to me what I needed at the time and could also share it with the people around me, you know, and be a benefit. So you're marvelous. I love you. <laughs> I oh, can't wait for I love you too. And <laughs> and I do want I I need to shout back to you because I've long since said that having a message is wonderful, but unless you mm. are blessed with people in the media who want to be partners mm. in sharing that message and getting that message to the people who need it, the message mm-hmm. goes silent. And we never want that to happen. Right. And, uh, no. and Kathleen and the Coach Cafe have been invaluable partners in getting our message out for, I don't know, two or 300 years now. And <laughs> um, I'm so fortunate that uh, that you have been so so supportive and so welcoming and have always said, hey, you know, when are we going to get together again because it's time. And um, and it's wonderful that we can get together regularly. And yes. like you said at the top of the show, it's just like sitting with a girlfriend having coffee and talking about the right. realities of life. Um, the right. difference is, is that not, not everybody wants to talk about these realities, but Kathleen mm. Kathleen goes there. She is willing to go there and talk about the tough subjects because she knows that it's going to help at least one listener out there who thinks that they are all alone in their fear, in their sorrow, in their despair. And and she's here to tell you you're not alone and we're going to help you fix it together. Absolutely, Carol. Thank you for bringing that up. It's exactly my intention. And I know it is yours. And I love the way the universe conspires and brings together and and we are in the same, you know, we're, we have the same intention to help others. And, boy, do we all need help today, right? So thank you oh, so boy. much again, Carol. <laughs> thank you, Kathleen. And it's always a pleasure. Yes, it is. It is. I love it. And uh, more to come, right? More to come. So we'll keep it going. And please, again, uh, visit CoachCafeRadio.com the, the, uh, and Blog Talk Radio. The shows are archived, and there is so much here for you to help you to live your best life. So thanks, everyone, for listening. And thank you from my heart, Carol. You are just wonderful. The Earth, thank you, Kathleen. Right back at so you. Benefit. Oh, well, thank you. Thank you very much. We are so fortunate to have you in our experience together here. And, um, you know, that's what it's all about, isn't it? It's how can we help? How can we help you? Right? So That's right. more to come. Listen back and uh, be sure to tune in next time to the Coach Cafe. So thanks again, Carol. Thank you, Kathleen. Bye bye. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. 
Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.